0: This is Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, the Nomics podcast that connects you with channel chiefs, thought leaders, and executives about what it takes to get the next generation of tech to market. Here's your host, Larry Walsh, the CEO and chief analyst of Channelnomics.
1: Hey everyone, as Lady Said, I'm Larry Walsh. Welcome to My Fake Cloud. And uh, this should be the cue to what we're here to talk about today is we're talking about cloud computing and specifically cloud computing in the channel. I, I will say that there's probably been no other transformative force has come through the channel at least in the time that i've been in it uh, perhaps in the history of the channel that has been as disruptive as is transformational as evolutionary as cloud computing so it's hard to have a conversation now anymore without having cloud attached to it the vendors are moving more of their products hardware and software into the cloud either the hardware is being replaced by cloud alternatives, alternatives the hardware is being attached to cloud somehow, or software is moving into clouds and into the cloud as a service and delivered under subscription. Even though a lot of these services are moving into cloud, and a lot of these products are moving to the cloud, it hasn't disintermediated the channel. Vendors are still very much dependent upon partners to bring their services to market. And that's one of the things that we do at Channelnomics is we do a lot of research around what are the trends in terms of partners' adoption of cloud services, how are they developing their practices, and where are they seeing their challenges. And so we have just released the latest iteration of our U.S. state of the channel cloud research. And joining me today to start off this conversation is truly one of the uh, the people who I rely on the most to tell me what, what the numbers are and where they come from. He's been my partner in crime for the better part of the last two decades. He is Chris Gonzalves, the Senior Vice President of Research here at Channelnomics. Chris, welcome to Changing Channels, your debut on Changing on uh, Changing Channels, I might add.
2: Yeah, it's awesome to be here, Larry. Thanks for
1: having me, man. You know, it's good. To, I'm glad to see. I mean, this is a great shot of you in the bunker. I mean, this is a. Uh, <laughs> I haven't left
2: this room in eighteen months. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not yeah. About, yeah, hermetically sealed. Uh, so, as I was saying, Chris, we've been doing this uh, this research, and I, and I want to say it's not just chillomics. We have been doing this research in within a partnership with Ingram Micro Cloud for the for the last five years. Um, we've released four different reports on the state of the US clouds, uh, cloud channel. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what we're seeing? Yeah, this is
2: one of the longest longitudinal programs that we run. Uh, and it's interesting, you were talking about what the state of the cloud is now and how important it is to the channel and the vendors. Uh, it's really interesting to think that we, when we started this, man, it, it could have gone either way, right? Like we, we, when we started looking at this, uh, cloud was nascent, uh, it was a small part of most practices, and our bet was that it's, it would be the next big thing. It, it's not the next big thing anymore, it's just the big thing, it's, it's here. And that's the really exciting part about this program. We have talked to over a thousand partners over the course of the six years that we've been running it. Uh, so it's, it's rich data. It's uh, it, it, We feel very good and, and uh, we feel very strongly about the, the conclusions that we reach here because we've talked to so many partners, but it's really more than the performance. A lot, there's a lot of research out there about the performance of these partners and the performance of the kinds of solutions that they're selling. We look at the why in addition to the how. So our research in conjunction with Ingram Micro tells us not only how the partners are doing what you know what the sales levels are you know how important this is to their practices but what they're doing to make it better what their practices are so it's performances and practices and why is that important it's because in after 6 years we have really great actionable data about the kinds of things that make for successful cloud programs we can talk about Business acumen and how that impacts uh, both total sales and profitability on cloud. We can look at uh, how much they're reinvesting in their partner in their cloud practices and what that where they're reinvesting that money and how that reinvestment is impacting their performance. So that's the really exciting thing about it to me that we're looking at. The trajectory of a really awesome technology, but we're also looking at the human element of it, what folks are doing to maximize their performance, so that we end up with a report that gives you a playbook on how to build a successful cloud practice.
1: And. Chris, one thing I do want to point out before we get too far down the road on this is that you mentioned about the number of partners that we have surveyed over the years. We've added another couple of hundred partners to the to our sample, uh, enriching the data. Uh, and I really do. I think you would you you know you're actually in a better position to tell us how how relevant this data is in terms of its accuracy and reflecting the state of what's happening in the channel relative to the cloud.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's any research in our industry. That goes as deep or as wide into these topics as we have. So, uh, you know, our our accuracy, our our data integrity here is uh, top notch. We, you know, we're coming at this and being able to fine grain our analysis of it down to the level of, you know, not to get too nerdy, research nerdy about it, but. With a margin of error of plus or minus 5% on a program like this, uh, you can feel really good when we tell you, look, uh, for example, a partner that we think has high business acumen, which we define as someone who has a combination of business planning and specific cloud sales goals or specific cloud marketing plans, they tend to do 15 points more in terms of profitability on a cloud sale than a low acumen partner. I feel really good about that data. We, we know that it's defensible and uh, we know that it's accurate.
1: Yeah. It, it, what's really amazing that comes out in, in this year's report is how important cloud computing is to the partner's business. And if you look back just five years, five, six years ago, even though that we were very deep into the cloud era at that point, 2015, 2016, cloud represented just a small fraction of the partner's gross revenue. Um, and that's, not longer, that's no longer the case now, is it, Chris?
2: You know, I love data. So I, th- I think this is a really sexy picture. I don't know what other people see when they look at this slide, but this really speaks to me. And there's, you know, all the work that goes on in this research program behind the scenes is encapsulated in this one picture there's a lot of stories you could tell from this data but i'll tell you my favorite one it begins where you just let us off which is you know seven you know 7 out of every 100 dollars that a partner was realizing was coming from the cloud in 2015 we've watched that grow and grow and grow to where it's now you know one out of every 5 bucks that a partner realizes is coming from the cloud now Here's where the story gets interesting. We did notice a blip, right? There's a downturn of 1% in terms of share of gross revenue last year. Well, what else happened in 2020?
1: Right. Well, wait, wait, let's pause on that because I don't know what happened in 2020.
2: Well, let's just say that things changed, right? We were something, on this real,
1: something happened.
2: We really have yeah, things in, mistakes were made, things happened. <laughs> uh, but we're, those it's important to realize that those figures are a share of the total gross. It's a zero-sum game, and each one of those buckets adds to 100. It's a pie that adds to 100%, right? So when we say 17% came from cloud in 2020, well, something else grew. And what else grew? The hardware side. There was a, a, a radical call for new hardware and software sales in response to what was going on in 2020, which we'll talk more about here in a minute, um, but the recovery piece there to 21% for the coming year should, says something about the resilience of this audience. Now, where do we go from here? If we're looking at a 20% increase year to year, you know, give or take, yeah, we can expect that that next year cloud will be 25, 26% of, you know, the total gross revenue of a partner, but that doesn't go up forever. So where does it go? And I'll tell you where I think it goes. I think it levels off soon and maybe shrinks a bit as the pie gets bigger, but the piece that we're going to see, we're already starting to see grow is this emerging technology area. What we consider to be emerging technologies. And I'm talking about IOT and advanced analytics and blockchain and AI and machine learning uh ar vr wearables all that stuff which is still sort of nascent those things are coming on and as that grows to become closer to a one-fifth share of partner revenue we need to remember that all of those emerging technologies have a huge cloud component so we're gonna the lines are blurring is what i'm saying a lot of this stuff is going to look and be perhaps be named differently but cloud has never been more important because it's going to be the driver for just about everything going forward, which is why I say things like Acumen, things like reinvestment in the practice, things like having save specific cloud sales and marketing people are going to be vital for the success of the partners going forward because we're just gonna see cloud everywhere in that. And so that, that uh, graphic will change in coming years but the importance of cloud is uh, you know on a on a on a rocket ride
1: yeah i do want to mention though that you know a large part of the credit for that growth in terms of being able to supply the technology and the services comes from the other two uh, other two companies that are helping with this research and that is microsoft and google workspace which are also underwriters of the research so we you know thanks to them for supporting this research but also Providing the opportunity to the channel, but you know you're right, Chris. There's a lot more behind this data, and we're going to get into this with our next guest in a moment. But you know, before we do that, I want to thank you for coming on. And folks, be sure to tune into Changing Channels in the future. Chris will be back. Chris Gonzalez, the SVP of Research here at Nomics. he is the man behind the curtain who does who gives all the great numbers that come out of the, comes out of our organization. So, Chris, thanks again.
2: No, thanks for having me, man. It's great to be here.
1: So as Chris and I were just talking about, this is really rich research uh, and it wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for our friends and partners at Ingram Micro Cloud, and of course their vendors, Microsoft and Google Workspaces. But joining me now from Ingram Micro Cloud is John Juset, the Executive Director of Cloud Services for the US. And John, you and I have been collaborating on this work over the past several months. Uh, it's really exciting to see it come out finally, right?
3: Yeah, it really is. I'm excited to see the work come out, and as you said, it's actually work that we've been working on together for years. Um, yeah. You know, this is the the fourth publication of it. So excited about
1: that. Yeah, you know, partners are indicating that they want you know that they want to grow their clouds their cloud business. In fact, eighty percent. Of the partners are telling us that they want to expand their cloud services, and there's really just a fraction of them, like nine percent, that say they had, you know, they're not doing anything. They're pretty set on what they're doing, you know. But I mean, eighty percent is overwhelming to see that level of interest to continue to expand into cloud and into different aspects of the services. What are you seeing in terms of partner partners asking for um, for in terms of where they want to take their cloud services to Ingram and your vendors uh, what are they where's the demand coming from within the channel? Sure. Yeah.
3: Well, um, I think I'll pick up on one of the themes that Chris had as well, right? Which is that uh, what what we're all saying is that we're we're kind of out of the out of the first innings, right, or the the first quarter. Pick your sport. We're we're out of the beginning of this. That's for sure. The way I would describe where we are now are people that are moving on to the next kind of generation, the next wave of opportunity that comes around that. And so, think cybersecurity, think business applications, think infrastructure now to support. Um, uh, data and uh, more advanced workloads in the cloud. So um, what's interesting about being where we are, though, is that the market, the channel is still a pretty dynamic and vibrant channel. So you've got some that are still uh, in those early stages of their particular business. And we've got some real advanced partners in the market as, as well today.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's what's the what do you see as the allure of of first that service based revenue? What is it? You know, what why do the partners see that as a motivator for for getting into the cloud?
3: Yeah. Well, it, um, it's interesting. I think there's two answers to that question, and, and maybe there's a, a story or two that we'll get into as well to kind of you know make that point. You know, and I think that partners are no exception to that. And those partners that had a, a well built Services recurring revenue services base inside their business had more resiliency to manage through the ups and downs of the last eighteen months, and I think that that's another one of the allures of getting into the cloud services business is actually the um, the ability to be more resilient because of the way that you operate with your customers. You extend that out to your customers, right? That's that's why I think this is a natural extension of what's happening at the end customer level because partners that can offer up that agility and resiliency down to their customers, scaling up and down as, as opposed to losing those customers to a competitor, becomes an advantage to them. Um, and then that resiliency also allows them to pivot more quickly. So the, the, the story I think about when I think about this is I recently was speaking to a partner who's, who's pretty sizable. Their cloud services business was already doing well two years ago, focused on collaboration and communications. Along comes 2020, right? And they really lean into um, helping their customers adopt uh, hybrid work, Uh, moving workloads to the cloud, all the things you'd expect them to do, right? And they grew at the kind of rates that you'd expect startups to grow at, right? Triple digit growth rates, despite the fact they were already a mature business. So now along comes where we are today, right? Some changes to the the market. What's interesting is, as I was talking to them, they said they made another pivot. The pivot now is to understanding the what's happening with employee shift, right? With what's happening in the labor market, at least in the US market, with all the employee shift that's happening, they've taken their business now into offering their customers more kind of talent and HR resiliency um, types of programs to protect data from not walking out the door when they have turnover and standing up new hires faster. So it was just, was fascinating to me talking to this partner and thinking about the pivots that they made over the last couple of years. And I think that's the allure, The, the allure is the growth both, but then the, their ability to make pivots to the customer demands.
1: We talk about uh, cloud growth, cloud adoption. Uh, Chris touched on this is that there's a lot of saturation that we're seeing in terms of adoption. It's not surprising that productivity software like Microsoft's Office 365 or Google's workspace um, really is at the pinnacle of the types of services that the partners are offering. They're also offering a lot of infrastructure services, they're offering some collaboration, but there's a lot of white space out there when we ask them though what is it that they are really looking to do it really comes down to two factors it, you know what we're seeing is that 76% are telling us that they want to get net new sales they see this as a, as a pathway for acquiring new customers new accounts but then you also have nearly the same numbers of you know a few percent points less as we can see here um, that are saying that they want to expand with their existing customers to be able to go and offer them more. So, do you see, you know, how do you see this John in terms of the goals of the of the partners in terms of their cloud strategies of acquisition and retention? Yeah. Well,
3: first under acquisition, right? Um, I, 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 I love this set of research here because it points to something that we saw starting maybe a year and a half or two years ago, really pre 2020. We started to see. Um, A number of partners emerging, realizing that it wasn't going to be enough to go win the market with simple workloads in the cloud, email and collaboration tools. And they, they began to realize that the problem with that is twofold. Number one is, um, you've got to solve important problems for the end customer to be able to go win in a competitive market. And second, you need good solutions that are sticky and that deliver tremendous value to the end customer so that they want to stay with you. So what, what they began asking for and we began helping you know, navigate them to are what are the more you know, pressing issues that you can go solve for an end customer? That is sticky when you when you when you win it. But what's really more interesting is it also helps differentiate winning business. Period. So we turned things like cybersecurity and employee collaboration into customer acquisition motions. So you're not trying to sell um, uh, a particular cloud service. You're you're obviously trying to solve more vexing issues for an end customer, and that becomes the way you acquire customers. So. To me, again, the data supports what we've been seeing for partners around customer acquisition um, is as a, as a motion that people understand well, when done through good solutions, then leads to better retention. I know your research though, and, I, and I'm, I'm probably thinking of uh, a question that might already be on your mind. Your research doesn't end there because it's not enough just to have a good solution to retain a customer, right? Customer experience is now becoming the you know, like the, the the second arm of this whole you know cloud services motion in the channel, um, yeah. and I I'm thrilled that that's the way things are going because most partners are now realizing that those two things have to be equally important in their business model. Customer acquisition and customer experience have to actually have equal importance.
1: Yeah. And and you're right, you're reading my mind uh, and definitely (laughs) not reading the speaker notes. um, That's it is a question that's on my mind. It's actually one of the things that's a that's a little disappointing and disturbing to me as I'm going through this research Uh, in the recurring revenue model. there is two really important factors is that you have to continuously acquire new customers and you also have to retain the ones you have in order to maintain the stability of that recurring revenue. It's, you know, recurring revenue is only predictable if the customers stay engaged and if they continue to pay. And as we can see here, according to our research, the average partner is losing Two accounts for every three that they're signing up. Uh, you know and that's a rather remarkable attrition rate when you when mm-hmm. you think about that. You said two to three. there's That's almost like running in place, isn't it, John?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to be more alarmist, but it's it's almost a going out of business model. It's it's just yeah. you know there's 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 enough business books to fill a shelf uh, about companies that had that problem, didn't solve it, and they didn't survive. Um, so yeah, it's 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 uh, it's stunning. But at the same time, it's happening in a growing market. That's why it gets lost a little bit, right? It's a growing market with, a, with customer demand that if you serve, you think you're outrunning it. But the best partners are absolutely making customer experience, aka customer retention, um, uh, an equal priority, and they're changing the game. And um, wow. if, if I may, it's a cliche, it's an old cliche, but it's the classic bucket, right? You want to fill your bucket with water, you know, customers and business, right? And so you you, you put a hose in, in, in it and you're filling up it, you know, your sales team is filling the bucket. Lo and behold, you look around the other side, there's a hole in the bucket, right? And water's coming out just as fast as, as, uh, as, as you've got it going in. The smart partners have figured out how to, how to you know, patch that up. Um, And when they do, what's really great about cloud services is the organic growth that happens within your own customers because they add a second and third and fourth service. And so you actually grow more rapidly than just the sales funnel you have coming in.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think that's, that's also an important thing to call out here is that there is business coming in. That the yep. partners, as we've noted throughout the throughout this you know throughout this podcast, as well as in the research itself, is that there is you know the partners continue to add more cloud sales. They continue to add more revenue as a percentage of their gross, which means it is becoming an important segment within their revenue stream. Um, but it, there's still something missing here. There's an element that just isn't clicking. Is that the market can only carry you f- forward. The 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 current if you will, and not to mix metaphors of currents and channels, uh, can only carry you so far before you get swept out or swept under, all right? And so as you can see here uh, in this graphic, there is a lack of business planning. There is a lack of business acumen. My colleague, Chris Gonzales mentioned this in his segment about be, our being able to measure the, uh, the efficacy, the quality of the business organization, the back office stuff that really make businesses run. Um, and so as you can see here, it is truly remarkable that 56% of the partners have no general marketing plan. 59% have no sales goals, general sales goals, meaning they're not they're not setting a number for themselves as a target. 63% have no general business plan, which means they have no guardrails up. Uh, 69% have no sales or revenue plan. Uh, you know. Just think about that. Is that they're not sitting there saying that they have a process for for affecting sales, and then 80% have no cloud marketing or sales plan, which means they have no capacity for it. So, John, what do you attribute these numbers? Because it seems it it seems almost uh, impossible, to the borderline, you know, absurd to say that a business in any form doesn't have a sales goal or a sales plan or a business plan. You know, we can forgive the marketing stuff because that's that truly is. You know, it, that's hard for everyone. But at least in order to, in order to run a business, you have to have revenue. In order to have revenue, you really should have targets. So, what what is causing these numbers?
3: Yeah, you know, I'll try my best to attribute it to to two things that I think I see, and then I'll point to why I think it's just an important conversation, even if we don't have the exact reasons right. The two things that I see are first of all it's happening in a growing market, right? And in fact, it's happening in a fast growing market. And I do believe that there are a lot of, uh, of owners, partner owners that I talk to who will describe that um, they don't have the baseline to, to, to fully appreciate the rate of growth that's happening. Um, in a lot of businesses, it's very quarter over quarter or month over month. So I think some of it just attributed to adjusting to planning and thinking in a very dynamic market and then the other are going back to a stat you used earlier while 80 percent of channel partners today have cloud in their portfolio the number of them that actually are cloud heavy or really services led in their business tells us that there's actually still a majority that have a mixed business model. And I think that that might be part of it too, right? Is that in a mixed business model, there's a lot of familiarity with planning your transactional side of the business and a little less familiarity and comfort in how you plan out the services, recurring revenue side of your business. So those are two things I can kind of point to. But the reason why I think the conversation is important, and and I think you'll appreciate this is, two years ago i remember uh you you were on stage with us at cloud summit had a had a great conversation on the same and you know the data wasn't all that different we've improved maybe slightly but it really says that the work that, that 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 we're doing but the work that channelomics is doing right congratulations by the way second decade of channelnomics but um the work that you're doing of bringing this information out is really what's important i know it sounds a little uh, like an evangelist's type of a role, but that's the point is we've got to help people understand that the most successful partners have business plans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to clarify something is that thank you. Yes. We have just entered our second decade. If, uh, yes, and we. I still got a little ways to go before we compete, complete our second decade in your second I, decade.
3: Yeah. I should have said, yes.
1: yeah, you know, but you're right. Is that and Chris made note of this is that, and we see it in the numbers, um, even though the market is pulling the the channel along the you know there's I describe this as a lot of partners are coasting into the cloud era. you know is that that the market there's enough momentum and enough demand that even if they do the minimum like we're seeing with some of the business planning that they're going to have a they're going to have a fair degree of organic success but that's really not enough and you know one of the things that the research does show is that if they have better planning if they're doing better execution if they have some focus around where they're placing their their investments they tend to be more profitable and i think that that's the thing that we really need to highlight here is that it's not it's not enough to be existing and to collect gross revenue it's always about how do you how do you translate that into the net result financially for your business and ultimately in terms of the quality for your customers to keep that recurring revenue coming in.
3: I happen to believe customer experience uh, is the thing that has the biggest amount of opportunity to shift. There was a a piece of research uh, or a data point in some of your research, for example, that when partners were asked what they were doing uh, to help address. Uh, churn and customer experience. There was a, a ranking of all of the, the counteractions that are being taken. It struck me how low today um, the answer was that they're building out a customer success team. And so it's a it's a little bit of a of a I'll, I'll I'll throw a dart on this one. A year from now, that number will be materially higher in your same research because more partners will realize that if they focus on their customers' success in using cloud services, that changes their whole business. And as more realize
1: it, it will move up in the stack ranks of what's important to them. Um, I should also mention though, that this report, this research is the underpinning of an ongoing program that Channelnomics and Ingram Micro uh, Cloud have been running for several years. We have tools, we have information, we have guides. In fact, these tools you see here, are the underpinning that allows you to actually interact with the data. The cloud altimeter tool, allows you to actually see how your business stacks up against others based on the research we've been doing so you can actually do a self-assessment and see how competitive you are, whether you're ahead or behind, and where you can fill in your gaps. And our uh, blueprint tool, which is unique, it gives you the ability to go in and do a profile of your own business plan, your business acumen, and get tips based on real-world best practices on how to create a better business plan, a better business structure that will result in better outcomes for you. So I, this is a part of our commitment the, with the support of Ingram Michael Cloud, as well as our friends at Microsoft and Google Workspace, to be able to help bring better, uh, better success, better acumen, better outcomes to partners and vendors that are really still finding their way to success in the cloud. So, I mean, please come check out the resources, come check out the research. We do all this f- uh, for the betterment, betterment of our community and hopefully to drive the success for everyone. So, John, I really appreciate you joining us. I also appreciate Ingram Michael Cloud for being the, the, the great partners that you are in this endeavor with us.
3: Yeah, there, Larry, thank you very much. We really appreciate the ongoing commitment to the research and like I said, the, uh, the evangelism of helping uh, uh, educate the, uh, the channel.
1: So everyone, thanks again, John Doucette, the Executive Director of Cloud Services US at Ingram Micro Cloud. We will definitely have you back again, and we hope to have all of you back again when we do this here on Changing Channels. Until then, we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for joining Changing Channels with Larry Walsh, a production of Channelnomics, with the support of our production team at Modern Podcasting. If you've enjoyed today's episode, hit the like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share with your friends. For more information about Channelnomics services and insights, follow us on Twitter and YouTube, and check out our website at channelnomics.com. Channelnomics is a registered trademark of, and Changing Channels is copyright by, 2112 Enterprises, LLC.